Welcome to the John Lothian News Daily Update Podcast for February 21st, 2024. I am your host, John Lothian. This podcast is brought to you by John Lothian News, the home of MarketsWiki and MarketsWiki Education. Thank you for joining us. Here are the hits and takes comments from today's JLN. The CFTC was busy yesterday approving proposed rules and conducting other commission business. The proposed rules it approved included regulations to address margin adequacy and to account for the treatment of separate accounts by futures commission merchants, foreign boards of trade, and requirements for designated contract markets and swap execution facilities regarding governance and the mitigation of conflicts of interest impacting market regulation functions. The other business included an application of Taiwan Futures Exchange Corporation for an exemption from registration as a DCO, and ICE NGX petition for amended DCO registration order. The proposed rules mentioned above are downloads on the page reference rather than individual links. There are also several statements from several commissioners, including Chairman Benham, about the approved proposed rules. SIBO is calling all risk takers to its 2024 Risk Management Conference, hosted by the Options Institute, to be held in Snowbird, Utah, on October 15th to 18th 2024. Registration is open on the new RMC website, and you can even take a look back at the RMC held in Austin in 2023 on the site. Space is limited. Are you a regular poster on Reddit? Well, you might be in line for the opportunity to participate in its IPO. According to the Wall Street Journal, Reddit plans to sell stock to loyal users in an unusual IPO wager. The story says the social media company intends to offer shares in the offering to 75,000 of its biggest users. In case you missed it yesterday, Intercontinental Exchange announced that on the 15th of February, it reached a record open interest of over 90 million contracts across its futures and options markets. Specifically on February 16th, commodity futures and options hit 61.8 million contracts, energy futures and options reached 57 million, and global natural gas futures and options achieved 38.5 million contracts, marking significant records in ICE's trading volumes. Amazon.com Inc. will be added to the Dow Jones Industrial Average, Replacing Walgreens Boots Alliance, Inc., the adjustment in the 30-stock gauge announced by S&P Dow Jones Indices will take effect before trading opens on Monday, February 26th, Bloomberg reported. I stopped in Sirius Cafe in the CBOT building a couple of weeks ago for a Cobb salad, and I was shocked by the cost of the salad when I received the bill. I had just ordered it without looking at the menu because I knew what I wanted. Of course, Ceres is not alone in having higher food prices, and the Wall Street Journal tells us in a story by Jacob Bungie that it's been 30 years since food ate up this much of your income. 
The subheadline of the story is ongoing high costs lead food manufacturers and restaurants to keep prices elevated. S&P Global is presenting Hydrogen Markets 2024, May 6 to 8, 2024, at the Hotel Del Coronado, San Diego, USA. Sessions will explore the economics of hydrogen, cost of production, price levels, competitiveness, comparisons with other energy sources, and current and potential markets in industries including power generation, transportation, chemicals, among others. You can learn more with the link in today's newsletter. Our most read stories from our previous edition of JLN Options were the FCA gives up on global prosecutions from the Financial Times, Options Discovery Episode 30, Risk Management for Options Portfolios from John Lothian News, and an executive bought rival stock, the SEC, says that's insider trading from the Wall Street Journal. Subscribe to the free JLN Options newsletter with a link in today's JLN. Here are more stories from the first read section of today's JLN. Here's Options Discovery. Options Discovery, Episode 30, Risk Management for Options Portfolio. Hillary Till, Principal at Premia Capital Management, discusses this and more with JLN's Esma Awas. In this episode of Options Discovery, Esma Awas discusses the benefits and risks of options portfolios. This episode includes a breakdown of why a trader might want to create an options portfolio, as well as how beta affects the risk of a portfolio. Esma then sits down with Hillary Till, principal of Chicago-based Premia Capital Management, LLC, and a consultant with Premier Research LLC, who shares more insight on risk management for portfolios. You can check out Premier Research LLC with the link in today's newsletter and watch this video interview on johnlothianews.com. Here's a story from the Financial Times. The headline, Morgan Stanley accused of snobbery by Mike Ashley's Frasers over $1 billion margin call. UK retailer is suing Wall Street Bank for 50 million euro over Hugo Boss position. Mike Ashley's Frasers Group has accused Morgan Stanley of snobbery, quote unquote, over its decision to impose a $1 billion margin call, claiming the bank's move was driven partly by the entrepreneur's humble beginnings. On the opening day of 50 million dollar euro proceedings at the High Court in London on Wednesday, Frazier's claimed senior insiders at the Wall Street Bank had a, quote, personal dislike, unquote, of Ashley, whom they regarded as an, quote, unquote, upstart. Frazier alleges Morgan Stanley made a, quote, unquote, capricious attempt to force the UK company out of a derivative position it held in Hugo Boss, the luxury German brand. My comment. Tom Price tells a great story about being given a margin call for his cattle stockyard customer accounts for no good reason other than a power play and meeting the $1 million call. The FCM executive was put in his place. These things happen. Here are the top three stories from Tuesday's JLN. Our top red story Tuesday was the Financial Times, London Capital and Finance ran Ponzi scheme court told. Second was 
risk management for options portfolios, Hillary Till, principal at Premia Capital Management, discusses risk management strategies in this Options Discovery full interview, our latest Options Discovery video interview by Esma Awis. Third was the FCA gives up on global prosecutions from the Financial Times. Here are the top three stories from the lead section of today's JLN. Our lead story is from Bloomberg. The headline, Wall Street brokers are coming for the hot retail options trade. Firms tap into day traders' demand for zero-day derivatives. Fed survey adds questions about dealers' zero DTE risk management. It's been blamed for fueling stock volatility and dismissed as the latest cause of market speculation gone too far. Yet regardless of the threat, real or imagined, posed by the relentless boom in equity options that have zero days to expire or zero DTE, a band of Wall Street brokers is unleashing new strategies to grab a piece of the action. Among them is Options AI, where trading volumes have doubled since the December launch of options tied to the S&P 500. Another player, Moomoo Technologies Inc., is waiving exchange fees for the newly introduced index contracts. At Webull Financial LLC, clients are allowed for the first time to sell derivatives without owning the underlying asset. Here's another story, this one from Bloomberg. The headline, thousands of new ETFs seen in $8 trillion markets next leap. Miami gathering showed fund pros moving on from Bitcoin frenzy. Speculation over use of tax-friendly structure dominated event. Outside the Fontainebleau Hotel in Miami, Florida last week, dozens of drones moved slowly through the night sky projecting the Bitcoin symbol far and wide above one of the largest ETF gatherings of the year. But inside the annual exchange conference, industry insiders were obsessing over an event that could prove a far bigger deal for the $8.4 trillion business than the long-awaited launch of spot Bitcoin ETFs, regulatory approval of new share class structures. Here's another story, this one from the Wall Street Journal. The headline, Lessons from a three-decade-long stock market disaster. The real reason to celebrate as Japan's Nikkei index finally overcomes its 1989 high will be psychological. Japan's Nikkei 225 index is within a hair's breadth of passing its 1989 high and ending a 34-year dry spell for the country's shareholders. This is both a cause for celebration and a deeply flawed way to understand stock investing, both in Japan and in the U.S. The celebration is obvious as Japan's stocks have soared with the Nikkei almost exactly matching the S&P 500 in dollar terms since the start of the year, despite its relatively small exposure to the artificial intelligence boom driving U.S. markets. The next story is from Blativity. The headline, two entrepreneurs are set to launch the first black-owned stock exchange. Two entrepreneurs are working together to launch the first black-owned stock exchange. 
Joe Sakala and Dwayne J. Kyles built the Dream Exchange to make the stock market more accessible to people of all backgrounds. The Duo's venture, which will launch later this year, will operate similar to the New York Stock Exchange, allowing Americans to buy stock in public companies. However, the Dream Exchange will feature smaller emerging companies. Quote, our approach is to really look at those small companies that have been left behind, unquote, Kyles told Scripps News. Sakala and Kyles hoped to see the growth of those smaller companies as they aim to close the wealth gap in America with their new venture. Quote, hopefully 10 years from now, when a small company is growing and it's doing well, and they want to go to their next phase, their first thought is, Oh, well, we can go to the Dream Exchange and get capital, unquote, Sakala told Scripps News. For many black-owned companies, it's challenging to acquire capital. As a result, a majority of these companies are not featured on a stock exchange. The U.S. Treasury Department task force revealed that minority-owned companies only make up 0.2% of the listings featured on the New York Stock Exchange, per Scripps News. The next story is from Bloomberg. The headline... Quant hedge funds face China clampdown after rare account freeze. China's two main stock exchanges vowed to tighten supervision of quantitative trading after freezing the accounts of a major fund for three days in an unusually harsh punishment. The Shanghai and Shenzhen bourses will enhance monitoring of quant trading, especially leveraged products, according to statements late Tuesday. They will expand the scope of required reporting of such trades to offshore investors via the northbound mainland to Hong Kong Stock Connect and treat foreign and domestic funds the same. We're grateful for your attentive listening to the John Lothian News Daily Update. Please spread the word about our podcast among your friends. We would greatly appreciate if you could spare a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you access this podcast. Your reviews play a crucial role in introducing our content to new listeners. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to the daily John Lothian newsletter email, you can enjoy a complimentary 90-day trial by visiting johnlothiannews.com forward slash trial. Thank you for your valued support. Have a great day and stay safe and treat people the same way you want to be treated. With respect, equality, and justice. This has been John Lothian. Goodbye. This podcast has been produced by Andrew Lothian.